Well, we had a long set of readings, so I'll give you a short homily. Seems fair. But if we finish 15 minutes early, I will keep you for 15 minutes of silent prayer because you paid for the entire hour. So. But tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. That's how our gospel starts out today. So what does this tell us? First, Jesus was very intriguing. He must have been, because it takes someone who is searching for something or who is very confirmed in what they believe and how they are living to go listen to someone speaking directly opposed to how you believe and are living. The audience of Jesus is, first of all, undesirable by their standards and by ours. They are not the people of high society. They are the pariahs, the unspeakables, the people living the exact opposite of the way they were raised, the ones who grew up in the faith but decided at some point to leave the faith of their parents. Those people are just like you and me. It's easy to dismiss whole groups of people as undesirable, but rather than cast out all who aren't perfect, the church begs you to see the dignity of each and every human person and asks you to treat them with charity because of it. So before we are quickly ready to categorize others as tax collectors and sinners, let's remember that we are also very sinful people, though it may be more hidden. And we are always in need of mercy from others and especially from God. But some imperfect people wear their defects and their sins as badges of honor. People today love to justify their sin by saying, well, Jesus hung out with sinners, so if I don't sin, who is Jesus going to want to hang out with? Or conversely, if I don't sin, Jesus died for nothing. Now, that's certainly one way to look at it. But here's the difference. Sinners used to be shunned and shamed, not celebrated. But now we celebrate many people for their public sin. Today, politicians and porn stars are known for their dirty deeds done dirt cheap, and they garner fame for something that back in the time of Christ was generally frowned upon. And by generally frowned upon, I mean punishable by stoning to death. So yes, Jesus ate with tax collectors, sinners, prostitutes, and politicians, but he did not leave them in their sin. He allowed them to come to him in their brokenness, and he healed it. He didn't look at them and say, look at you, my little son or daughter, have a nice day, because that would have been leaving them in their brokenness. But the Lord breaks through the broken. He opens the deaf and the blind heart so that they may see his goodness and abandon their ways to follow him. And as he did first, at the moment when he shed his blood, when he was brought into the people of Israel, into the covenant, he has been enacting his plan of salvation ever since. For he saw his sons and daughters of all humanity in their brokenness and their shame, and rather than leave them there, he came as Christ so that he could save his people from themselves. He does not want to and he does not force us to stay broken, but he offers all of us healing. Sometimes that is as simple as going to confession. Sometimes it's going to confession and then starting counseling to work out the issues the Lord wants you to deal with, and he doesn't want you to try and just pray them away. 
But Lent is a time that the church asks you to offer your brokenness to the Lord. For the next three weekends, those preparing to enter the church and become Catholic at Easter are undergoing the scrutinies. The scrutinies are ways that we examine our lives against the scripture and reflect on our own brokenness so that we can better offer that brokenness to the Lord. And so I offer you all that same opportunity. The Lord did his part by entering into the people of Israel and starting the process of salvation by coming as a child. Through our baptism, we enter into the eternal covenant with Christ and become adopted sons and daughters of God. And the beauty of the Old Testament is that it is the story of the Lord working on the plan of salvation ever since the moment original sin entered the world. But just because the Lord has a plan for salvation, that doesn't mean we are off the hook. We have to take action and offer the Lord our brokenness through the sacrament of confession. Through the practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, we try and control our vices and foster virtue. The Lord made salvation possible from the moment original sin entered the world. He continued that plan through the incarnation and the incorporation of Jesus into God's chosen people, the people of Israel. He culminated the plan of salvation once and for all on the cross. And he offers us to participate in that sacrifice by receiving his body and blood. So while we are called to rejoice on this day and take heart, for the suffering of Lent is halfway through, we know that we still have plenty of time to reflect on our own lives and find more brokenness for the Lord to heal. We can allow this Lent to pass by without a second thought, or we can allow it to change us and be better than we have been before. The Lord did eat with tax collectors and sinners, but he did not leave them that way.